Hi, Wanaki friends. Welcome to a bonus episode of Big Red Farmhouse, a podcast brought to you by Wanaki, a summer camp and retreat center in the Lakes region of New Hampshire. We're your hosts, Shannon Drew, Amelia Luke, and Nicole Richards. Today, we are honoring fathers. Each of us has had the opportunity to experience Wanaki with our dads, and we want to thank them for bringing us to this special place that means so much to each of us. We interview our dads and ask them to share memories about their Wanaki experiences. We hope you enjoy. First, Nicole speaks with her dad, David Richards. Welcome, Father. I'd love if you would introduce yourself to our guests and tell them how you became acquainted with Wanaki and a little bit about your involvement over the years. Well, thank you, Nicole. My name is David Richards. I am Nicole's dad and uh, also Erica and Craig's dad and my wife, Sue. You may have already heard her on a Big Red Farmhouse podcast, but um, I've been involved with Wanaki since early in the 1960s or mid 60s. My family used to go to Wanaki in the family camping area when Wanaki was first uh, being developed as a camp. And my older brother and sister were campers before me as you probably heard um, from the Friar twins that you had to have gotten out of fourth grade and before you could be a camper back then. And uh, so uh, I started when I, the summer after my fourth grade class, which would have been in the late 60s. I participated as a camper right up through high school and a volunteer for many years as a counselor and director of some camps until I um, decided to pass that uh, mantle on to some younger people that would have the stamina to keep up with the kids better than I do now. And I'm still um, a volunteer. I'm on the Wanaki Finance Board and uh, as well as um, uh, helping out with uh, various assorted maintenance projects around camp. As a matter of fact, I was there yesterday. Yeah. James Tresner likes to call the uh, Richards and Bovie Roofing Company uh, that have helped a lot at Wanaki in the past couple of years with many roofing projects, among other things. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday, we were um, uh, entry-level carpentry. We built uh, some dividing walls in the, uh, in the rec hall that will be used for a health center this summer and maybe next summer as well. Hopefully these walls are temporary, but we shall see how that all pans out. Yeah. Well, you also had a brief resurgence in directing a woodworking camp at, uh, at some point, late 90s, early 2000s. So you had a little bit of a director resurgence after a period of time. Yeah. Interesting story about uh, woodworking camp. My, my good friend, Mark Seymour, who I uh, went to high school with, he is still uh, self-employed as uh, doing some woodworking projects for profit, but he helped me uh, direct a camp in the, it was the first, uh, first summer that the yurts were introduced to Wanaki. And we were uh, arrived at uh, camp on Saturday morning and were expecting the yurt platforms that are closest to the uh, the barn to be ready for the yurts to be assembled. Well, we discovered that there was some slight misreading of the plans and things wouldn't quite work unless we dismantled one of those platforms and rebuilt it to 
the specs. And uh, so that's what we did all day Saturday. And uh, Sunday by one o'clock, we had uh, two yurts up and assembled and ready for our campers. So uh, it, was a, it was a bit of a hectic couple of days before woodworking camp started, but- uh, I'd say so. <laughs> job got done and uh, we had a good time. So. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear dad, uh, any special memories you have from your first time as a camper? Well, I, I remember, of course, no, I'm the third of four children. And um, being younger than my brother and sister, they were able to go to camp. And I, and I witnessed them going to summer camp at Wanaki and having a great time and talking about their experiences and adventures. So I was quite jealous that I wasn't old enough to go. And so certainly by the time I was out of fourth grade, I was fairly familiar with the, with the property and uh, Weston Edie Darling and uh, a lot of the staff that were working in, in that time period. So anyways, my first week of camp, it was a Christian adventure camp. And I, I remember our male counselor, he was, who was a, a summer intern, and I believe he was from Africa somewhere, and I can't remember where, and his name was Dan. And we were in site, what was called site five at the time, which was site seven now. Site seven now, yes. And so we had to walk up and down the hill multiple times during the day. And he never seemed to get winded or tired. And so I asked him, and he was he was a fairly tall man, uh, I would guess six one or six two or something, and he had long legs, so you know those of us that aren't that tall always think, well, the, the taller you are, the easier it is for you to get around. Well, that's not necessarily the truth as we discovered in our older years. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Anyways, he, he taught me, he says, you just, just breathe in and you breathe out. You take a step, you breathe in and you breathe out. You take another step and you just keep doing that. And, and you don't have, you know, you just do that. And, and it's kind of a, a lifelong lesson as we travel through life, you just take a breath in and as you take a step, you, br you breathe out and you just keep doing it. And soon, you know, you reach, you reach your goal. So one step at a time. Yeah. It's a, a good lesson. And sometimes the physical lessons, as you said, can become life lessons in different ways as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know dad that your parents have also been involved in Wanaki in different ways and you mentioned going with your nuclear family to family camp, which we also did when I was a young one. But I wonder if you have any, if you were ever a camper when your parents were volunteering or if, uh, if, if that was ever the case. I don't believe I was a Wanaki camper with either of my parents, any of the weeks that my parents had volunteered. Usually it was just my mom because my dad ran a uh, machine shop that he was in charge of so he didn't spend uh, a lot of his vacation time at Wanaki. He would spend weekends at Wanaki and he helped with many 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 projects there but I don't remember being a camper when my mom was a volunteer for a week although I honestly I I don't know what I was doing while my mom was volunteering. Yeah. Maybe you <laughs> wait until I was older. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Couldn't have been too much older. But I, I do remember that, you know, my dad, uh, he was a Boy Scout growing up and his, his father was 
big into the Boy Scouts. So camping was kind of uh, one of the great uh, lessons that he would teach us to love to go camping. And I remember one time, it was a, a family from our church that had been coming to our church for a few years and they had never been camping before. So the parents and their two kids, both my younger sister's age or thereabouts, came up to Wanakee to family camp. And it was a weekend very similar to this Memorial Day weekend where it just rained and rained and rained. And when they woke up, I believe Sunday morning, their tent had about three or four inches of water in it. And you know, they were floating and it was pretty bad. It was a real bad scene, especially yep. a first time camping scene. Yeah. <laughs> But we all, you know, we, we took it in stride. We, we went up to the farmhouse and, and asked if we could borrow the rec hall to try ourselves out. <laughs> it was Saturday, Saturday morning or Sunday morning, I don't remember which, after the campers had left and before new campers had arrived for the, for the next week. You know, we spent many hours in there, wringing out our clothes, drying the tents, drying our sleeping bags. Because back in those days, you know, there weren't any dryers at camp. No. There might have been one washing machine, but everything else was hung up on the line. Yep. <laughs> but you know what? That, that made our, our, our two families closer, and you know it was a great experience to share with, with others. And that wasn't the only time that that happened either. No, I'm sure. <laughs> did, uh, did when you were directing Pioneer Camp, were there any are there any special memories that come to mind from from those years? Yes, one. <laughs> one year we found out after the after the fact we we only had um i think four campers uh and lynn gulinella was one of them she might remember this i'm i'm not sure if she knows this or not but we established our our pioneer camp on what is now uh Wanake property but at the time it was property that was owned by the the uh, log cabin the people that own the log cabin we didn't realize that we were off, <laughs> off property. <laughs> no, we were there for the whole week and, and, and uh, no one was the wiser. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not very clear property lines back in that, in that point. Uh, yeah, right. That was kind of funny. And then one year at Pioneer Camp, I could not find a, a female volunteer co-counselor. And Wanaki didn't have any extra staff. So they let me, because I had, you know, several years of experience directing camp and pioneer camp, but they let me lead the camp uh, by myself with no, no female counselor. And uh, that particular year, we established our camp up on Phil Polhemus's property. So we had quite a walk every day to get down to, to That's camp. That's for sure. <laughs> that, that's the year that I met my wife, as a matter of fact. So it was a particularly interesting year. She was, uh, Sue was volunteering for swim camp that week. So. Yeah, I, I think I heard from a young age this story of mom also going up to the Palhemus property after doing swim lessons and everything. And it's, it takes several minutes to drive there. So walking up and down, would, would you come to main camp every day? We, I almost, every, I think every day we did. Okay. Because we'd come down to go swimming. Yeah. And, you know, and we'd always bring up some more. More food. Food or, I think we got water from Phil's house, but yeah. 
yeah, really rough, roughing it a bit more than uh, than we than we do in some of the camps today. Certainly. I mean, we were all in, in very good shape by the end of the week. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious, Dad, do you have any favorite Wanaki traditions? I, I'm not much of a musical person, but I always liked the Alleluze on, on the Friday nights. That was great. I'm so pleased that the um, idea of you and me camp was started by some of us when, when our children were really young, as like yourself, I think of some of the Rudolphs and maybe a couple other couples came up with the idea that, you know, getting kids to camp at a little younger age in a real friendly environment, part family and part camp. Um, I think that was a great idea. Um, I think it helps um, cement some of the relationships that a lot of us have had with the Wanaki. And of course, wood, uh, not just woodworking camp, but um, work camp. I went to several years of, in high school and those were great bonding times too. Yeah, I think the we talk a lot about the intergenerational aspect of Wanaki's programming. And that's something that I think is, is really special and is not just a, a good way for kids to get acquainted with camp earlier, but it's also, I love at camp that when we talk about generations from like a staff counselor, having a camper who's maybe three or four years younger, then they become peers and then there's, they have campers and they have their own campers. So those kind of generations are really small, but sharing different experiences with your parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles or other special adult, whoever that might be, is, is something that I think is, is really special and also gives the adult a, a view into what the rest of camp life is like, which I think is is something that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any stories that you can share about overcoming a challenge, either a challenge you've overcome or seeing a, a camper or other staff member overcome that are particularly memorable to you? I, I do remember one week when I was in high school and I was uh, excited about um, someone decided that it would be good to have a uh, mountain climbing camp, which was really a hiking camp. It wasn't like uh, ropes and extreme mountain climbing. It was, it was a hiking camp. And I remember the, the first half of the week and we got dropped off on somewhere in the White Mountains on Sunday afternoon. And with, you know, the, the camp, which was probably 10 or 12 of us and our, our two leader directors, uh, a married couple, and it became apparent on Sunday afternoon that one of our campers couldn't hike very quickly. And partly because she had very bad eyesight. And so she was very deliberate in, in taking her steps and stepping over rocks and roots and whatever. And it was, it, was a, it was quite a challenge for her. And, you know, we realized that on Monday, uh, even more, but it, it did become apparent to me, at least on Sunday, that you know, she was, she was struggling because she's, um, you know, and it, and it was hard for her to not be able to keep up too. So that was, you know, I'm sure emotionally, she didn't feel good about that either. So on, on Monday, probably around noontime, we developed a plan that would send two campers would go hike off as quickly as safely as possible for a certain period of time and take their packs off, hike back along the trail and then be able to take her pack and then continue forward. So it would make it a little easier for her. And we did that until 
Wednesday when we met um, staff person from Wanaki that resupplied us with more food and she had made a decision to discontinue uh, hiking with us. But it was, it was a pretty challenging thing for the whole group to go through. And I think, I, I, I can only speak for myself, but I think we all learned some, some big lessons in those three days about how, you know, how, to, um, how to make the whole group achieve the goal. I mean, we all got to where we needed to be on Wednesday at the rendezvous time, so we made it work. That story definitely resonates in a lot of what happens at, at Wanaki still today with figuring oh. out what, what do we need to do so the group can, the group can yeah. support itself and each right. other and make accommodations, whatever that might look like. And that's something that, that I think is, is really, is really important in the work that we do. It's not about singling out the outsiders. It's about figuring out how to include everybody in the community that's made during that time. Exactly, exactly. And, and it took us a day to figure out also that the one person who was our female director, she was hiking with the, the camper that had the, had the problem all the time. And it wasn't until Tuesday that we figured out, well, somebody else should take a turn doing that as well. So, but we did figure it out. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. We like to close our episodes by asking our guests to share a life lesson that they've learned at Wanaki. One comes to mind. I had, was fortunate enough to have Phil Polhemus as my counselor director for several camps. And at one of the camps, like maybe on Thursday of the week, he had us all sitting in a, in a circle on the floor, I think in the rec hall, I think it was raining, but anyway. And I happened to be sitting on his right side at that particular time for whatever reason. And so his, his direction for us to, to do was to say something nice about this person sitting to your right. So I learned very well, very well from that, that it's an easy thing to do to say something nice about someone that you're sitting next to. But even if it doesn't sound like a lot from the person saying it, the person receiving and hearing that, it could be a very big, important life lesson or comment to them that makes them feel like they're very worthy of our love, our respect, and God's love. So that's what I would, uh, I would say in a nutshell. Next, Amelia speaks with her dad, Stephen Luke. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a dad. pleasure to be here. <laughs> uh, would you start by first introducing yourself to uh, the audience and um, telling us how you first got introduced to Wanaki? Well, I'm Stephen Luke. I am the dad of Amelia Luke, who's been a counselor at Wanaki for a few years now. And um, also Jacob Luke, who attended um, Wanaki. And I became aware of Wanaki when we started attending Merrimackport United Methodist Church. And everyone spoke of this wonderful camp called Camp Wanaki. Um, so Melissa, my wife, took Amelia the first time to a you and me camp. Um, she was 
aware of church camp and how they worked and she attended as a child but I never did so I was new to this whole idea of going to church camp on a summer adventure yeah and you were a little skeptical at first of just the whole church Uh, camp thing yes absolutely I was a little bit skeptical um and the idea that you can go as you and me I think was the thing that sealed the deal because you were able to go with your child and observe what was going on every moment of the day and uh, it wasn't hard to see that Camp Wanakee is such a great place. So what was that first you and me experience? Like, what do you remember from going with Jacob? Because you went with Jacob, I think, the yes. first time. Yes, yes. So that was my first experience, a you and me, um, in a rec hall with Jacob. And at first, you're a little bit apprehensive because you go into this environment where everyone is just so open and free-spirited and welcoming and it just takes a little bit of time as an adult not as a child but as an adult to just open yourself up to the experience Uh, but once you do you uh, fall right in and start singing songs and doing every camp activity just like a kid yeah and then you you did you and me on the hill yes i did you you and me on the hill is a program that we no longer run um because most parents liked the the comforts of electricity and running water on in the rec hall. But you really liked the on-the-hill experience, if I remember correctly. I did. I loved uh, singing a song, crossing the street, walking <laughs> up the hill, and uh, staying in the cabins. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's uh, well, I've always enjoyed camping, so it was sort of a little bit more on the camping side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed being up on the hill with uh, Jacob. Yeah, and that was when Dana Torre was your counselor, I think. Yes, he was, yep. And he always remembered your name after that. I think they cheated. I think they, like, did you guys, like, look at the list before you came up and, like, memorize the names? Because he, mean, he was always so yeah. good with names. I'm not sure how he did it, but I he was always impressed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had the sheet in front of him. Yeah. He had a limited list of names to choose from. <laughs> It's like, oh no, the Lukes. Here they come. Um, awesome. Well, let's see. Um, questions. Questions. Um, so, yeah, I've I've been on staff, like you said, for four years. And Jacob and I attended camp a lot together throughout our years. And you were always a big supporter of me working at, at Wanakee and staying involved. Um, and like... What led you to kind of want to have that support? Because in a lot of ways, it's a very unique summer job. It's challenging. It's long hours, you know, little freedom of your summer. But you and mom were always, like, really encouraging of me to work there. And why is that? Well, I think, first of all, we supported your interest in it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was never something that we ever pushed. That's true. You always had an interest. And so, in turn, we supported that. And I think the reason we did was, after all the years of, going there as a you and me camper and then bringing both of you and dropping you off for a week at a time and driving you home from camp afterwards and listening to all the stories and hearing the, you know, the excitement in your voice, um, it just shows you what a wonderful place Wanaki is and the changes that it makes in uh, kids' lives. Um, so I think it's just such a positive place that um, it was easy for us to say, yeah, you should do something like that and, and be part of that uh, positive environment. Yeah. And 
this is a little rogue off the script, but I think actually what might be one of your, well, the time I've seen you the happiest at Wanaki was when we did Maple Sugar Weekend. I absolutely loved Maple Sugar Weekend. <laughs> Maple Sugar Weekend was a total blast. Tell, tell the audience about Maple Sugar Weekend. Well, you went up as a, you could go up as a family and we did go up as a family and there could be other family groups there. And um, we jumped on a tractor with a trailer and went around all the different trees that were tapped and gathered all the sap and brought it all back to the farmhouse. And you, they had their uh, evaporator set up outside, a wood-fired evaporator, and you just sat there for the day, feed the fire and, and um, evaporating the sap, boiling it down. And then um, James was great. He made, had this whole dinner theme based on maple. We had like maple carrots and maple chicken and yeah. Oh, and during the it, process of making the syrup, you actually went through the whole. You had the maple tea, and oh, the, remember that the, right. the maple on snow. Yeah, sugar on snow. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think so, it was Mike Mike Moore who ran that at that point, right? Oh, it was Mike? Yes, it was that's Mike right. Moore, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Mike. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was um, it was a just a great weekend. Yeah, I, I want to have a sugar. I've always said I wanted to build a sugar shack there. There's somewhere in the plans, there need to be a there needs to be a, a Wanaki. Sugar Shack, because I think that'd be a, you know, as I said, a fun activity and also an income source. So, yeah. So, uh, well, you've heard James, it. get working on that. I'll help build it. <laughs> you've heard it here first. <laughs> Wanaki Sugar Shack. Wanaki syrup. I mean, it's so good. It is. It's the best. It is the best. If you run the Wanaki 5K and you win, you get a, a pint of maple syrup. You have to win, though? You have to come in third, second, or first place in your age bracket. Yeah, I'll probably just end up buying it because I don't think I'm winning anything that has to do with I, running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I'll mow the lawn for syrup. Oh, or, or, a barter. I'll, yeah, I'll barter. I'll, I'll work for syrup. So would you tell us what one of your favorite parts of Wanaki is? What, like one of the experiences you've enjoyed at Wanaki? Two of the highlights for me are... Canoeing over to Monkey Island uh, with all the kids when we were doing You and Me and building the fairy houses or fairy huts. Or yeah, fairy houses. Fairy houses. Yeah. The kids just had such a great time running around the island. The canoeing was a blast. And I also like hiking up to Lookout. Mm. And I think when you do that, you go through Lemon Squeeze, right? Yeah. Can you go that uh, way? You can go that way, yeah. yeah. So I remember doing that. But just, you know, the hike up there and the view and uh, just being in the woods. Those are two of my favorite things. Yeah. Also hearing the dinner bell. What is it about the dinner bell? Because you're always, I don't know what it is about camp. It just makes you hungry. So <laughs> at the end of the day, when you hear that bell, it's like, woo, time for some dinner. Yeah. That is a good, I will say, I probably enjoy the dinner bell the most. Yeah. Did you like hopping? I did enjoy hopping. Yeah. I, I think that's just such a great thing for the kids to do as well. You know, the responsibility of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's just a great thing. I think the kids really enjoy hopping. I enjoy yeah. going down there and helping with that. And, you know, getting to know um, Sir Suds a lot. Uh, yeah. That, that was... Uh, that's Sir Suds. <laughs> that was fun. To and then you end up saving Sir Suds a lot. Well, not really. Replacing. Yes, yes. For, for Hope Arena, yeah. Um, well, and Grace Song's Dishes, too. I think that is... Kids surprisingly like to sweep and do the dishes and sing lead songs. That's like a really big. That's a big part, part of it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean Jacob had no problem leading songs, probably, but 
No, no, but I, I mean, I think, like I said, I think maybe the first day, if you're apprehensive, that's the day. But after that, mm-hmm. everyone is just, you know, full all in. in. All yep. in, yep. Yeah. Um, oh, what would you say to a parent who was considering sending their, their kid to Wanakee? Maybe was a little apprehensive like you were, which is a fair way to feel when you're sending your kid off for a week or half a week. Yeah, I think it's uh, an obligation as a parent to question situations like that. I would say uh, in Wanaki we trust. That's sort of the motto. And, you know, have faith in, I mean, by all means, go out there and see it and ask the questions um, and be diligent as a parent. But Wanaki is such a wonderful place. And I guarantee you, when you pick up your child and you're driving home with them and you hear all these stories mm. that you're going to be amazed at their excitement and their um, want to go back. Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much for volunteering to be interviewed on the show. Um, the last question that we like to ask all of our guests is what is one life lesson that you learned at Wanaki or in the perspective of a parent, one life lesson that you think Wanaki teaches? I will go with the latter. What does Wanaki teach as a life lesson? And I think it teaches you that no matter who you are, that you're important and what you believe in is important and you're loved for for those qualities that you possess and you bring to the table. I think when you go to Wanaki, right from the start, nobody's judging you. Everybody's loving you. And I think that goes for the campers as well. Um, I think everyone that goes there learns that life lesson that we're all important. We all have value. Um, what we say and think has value. And we all have a place in, uh, in this world. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, maybe some children don't, they don't feel that on a regular basis. Maybe in school because of peer pressure or whatever it might be. So... Kids who haven't felt that feel it at Wanaki, and maybe the kids who need to give other kids a break see that as well at Wanaki, and maybe we'll bring that into their daily life, and um, and just show that the kids when they're when they go back to school when they're just back out in the real world. Yeah, that's a beautiful lesson to learn. Well, I want to say thank you for uh, getting over your apprehension of sending me to camp and taking the plunge to not only send us, but to go and be a part of that Wanaki community. And it's obviously changed my life for the better. And I'm thankful for that. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. Last, I talk with my dad, Kevin Drew. Hello, dad. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for doing this recording. Um, I think to start, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us, um, tell our listeners a little bit about how you got involved in Wanaki? Hi, I'm Kevin Drew. I'm uh, currently on the board of directors and I'm dad to Leslie and Shannon, you, Shannon. And uh, I had never gone to camp as a kid. Um, uh, your first year, you had come to you and me with mom. Uh, in the same week, Leslie had gone to Mammal Mania, I think. Um, and once you got there, you saw that, uh, you know, a lot of the kids that you and me had come with their dads and turned to mom and said, you mean dad can do this? Mm-hmm. And so 
you had a great week, um, but the uh, next year um, I was I was going to come with you because uh, I I needed to experience that, and uh, so that was my first uh, camp experience was doing uh, you and me. Um, the next year, and what was really cool about that was that uh, you know a lot of the um, a lot of the current staffers were in that very same group. Uh, Amelia was there with her mom and her aunt, I believe, and. Uh, um, Phoebe was also there with her dad, so you know a lot of names that uh, we've all come to know and love, and you know have been involved with Wanaki ever since. Uh, you know were right there with us that week. And I remember, if you listened to our uh, Mother's Day episode, you might remember Amelia's mom Melissa talking about um, when they the parents rewrote YMCA to be about camp, and I remember that as the week that we were there. Um, because I know that Melissa and Amelia were there that week that I went with you because we, Amelia has a picture of you from, um, you and me around a fire and you're in the background of it. Yeah. And I think that's that same week, but you don't seem to think so. Yeah. Well, I think, um, and, uh, we were talking earlier, uh, this is something we did in the dining hall, um, mm-hmm. for the, the crowd. I, and I, I believe we probably did do that. Um, and I think that was one of the uh, things that I took away from camp too, is that, uh. You know, you just uh, you can get up there and kind of forget yourself and do whatever goofy thing that uh, everybody else is doing, and uh, it's just all part of it. And you know, you don't uh, there's there's really no time to be self conscious about things that you wouldn't normally uh, you know be doing. Um, but you know, you just get up there and sing silly songs and you know be one of the campers. So yeah, definitely. Do you have any other any other favorite memories from when we did you and me? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that we we did, uh, you know, late was kind of sit around and, and play music. And, um, you know, Phoebe was there with her dad. Um, as I remember, he brought his guitar and, and uh, you know, we kind of all sing around, uh, sit sit around and uh, sing as a group. And, uh, you know, that was that was just really kind of fun to, you know, have every everybody, the parents and the kids, because, you know, it wasn't... Uh, I, there were there were people that I knew there, but uh, you know a lot of them were uh, you know just new friends that uh, that we were meeting. So that that was kind of a fun thing that uh, that we all did. And you know we we palled around uh, with with Phoebe with Amelia that that whole week too. And um, you know uh, it's just really great to see that uh, you know the, all all of these people are are on staff now. That uh, you know that was just something that stayed with them all this time and. And uh, what a special place it is. Yeah, definitely. And so then after you and me, you volunteered at Wanakee a lot. And so I think you've done a couple of different things as a volunteer. Right. I, you know, the, the work days are always uh, um, something that I, I like to do because I can come up and, you know, just kind of go off into the woods and, you know, kind of work on a cabin or, or something and just really contribute, um, you know, to some of the things that, you know, don't, you know, people don't really, you know, realize have to be done a lot, but, but are important. So, you know, I, I kind of, uh, kind of enjoyed, uh, doing that, uh, that sort of thing. So, you know, definitely as a, uh, as a volunteer, um, and also, you know, more recently, uh, just, uh, joining the board of directors and, and, uh, contributing in that way has been really, uh, pretty rewarding for me to do too. Yeah, and you've also um, come on as a volunteer director in right. 2018 and 2019? 
Right. Yeah. So he did uh, sports and games in 2018. I think that was the uh, the year. Um, and that was kind of a thing. You know, I wasn't sure. I, I, I agreed to be a, a volunteer director, though I wasn't really sure what uh, what it all entailed. And I didn't really have any sort of area that I wanted to, um, you know, direct in. So sports and games was one that, uh, you know, I thought, well, yeah, sports and games I can do. And I, I immediately... Uh, started to stress out over, well, you know, well, what do I do? What kind of, uh, you know, what kind of games are we supposed to come up with? So I, I leaned a little bit on uh, people who directed, uh, directed it uh, beforehand and really had a great week. It was a big group, you know, multi-age um, group that, you know, we, we did a lot of different things, both as, you know, individual groups and then together. And, uh, you know, I just found that the the other volunteers and and the counselors really um, were able to pick up the ball and you know make it all work you know because you know I had certain ideas of you know well, this is a game we could play and and uh, you know the 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 ones who had been there all the time really kind of made those ideas gel and and uh, work and you know we just had had fun you know with with everybody just kind of rolling with it. Yeah, yeah, sports and games is. Is definitely an interesting experience as a first-time director. That's um, it's quite a lot going on. Yeah, it is a lot. There's a lot of kids, and you know, a lot, uh, a lot happening. But it was, it was really, uh, you know, I guess if if you're gonna start out with something, that's probably a good one because it it sort of gives you an eye of, on uh, for you know all all sorts of levels of camp and what it, what everybody's doing. Um, and uh, yeah, had had a great time, great week. Yeah. And then the year after that, you directed Extreme Adventure, which I counseled, and that was a really fun week. It was, yeah. That was another one where it was a, definitely a smaller group, and uh, the the kids were a little bit older, um, and they, you know, were kind of self sufficient and you know did their own thing. Um, uh, and it was another one where I wasn't really sure. Well, what kind of extreme adventure am I am I going to come up with? But you know, we. We have the, you know, the standards of, you know, hiking and, you know, the, the waterfront and that sort of thing. Um, and that was uh, the year that we ended up going to uh, to Loon Mountain. Um, they have a ropes course there that's um, sort of directed by them. And they um, they have people there that, um, you know, show you how it all works. And there are certain di- different levels that you can all do so that, you know, everybody can kind of be comfortable going on their own type of course and really had a had a great time I you know I never forget that you know one camper when we first got there you know we're thinking we're all excited about doing these ropes courses and uh, he yells out gondola and so <laughs> so yeah there's a gondola that we had to all ride up to the top and and take a look and and uh, you know that was uh, definitely one of one of his highlights it was kind of surprising to uh, I think to the rest of us but uh, but you know, we all just had a great day yeah. out there doing that. Yeah, yeah, that was a really fun trip because, um, yeah, it was a really small group. We had five campers, and then I counseled it with Ben, and you were there, and then my sister Leslie, who um, who was on staff that year, also came with us because she had been to um, ropes training, so she could just make sure that just another safety check. Right. Um, so that was really fun that the three of us got to be there too. Yeah. Um, what I loved about that site is that it has like, when you have exactly eight people 
or 16, but I think eight is the best. When you have exactly eight people with your site, like counselors and director included, then you sit at just one table in the dining hall. Mm, And so we all ate every meal together. And that I feel like is a really silly and weird experience. (laughs) Speaking of a silly and weird experience at the meal, uh, we we had uh, Carolina from Poland there, and uh, she was a good cook, and one of her specialties was pierogies. And so um, she had made uh, both sort of meal and dessert pierogies uh, for all of us one night. And uh, they were uh, really a big hit, especially for Ben, who just kept <laughs> ordering them. And, you know, I just I don't know if uh, anybody else in the dining hall got their fill, but, but Ben certainly did because we were... Uh, we were making sure that they were sent over to our table. So that kind of became uh, one of the themes of the week was uh, pierogi. We ended up having a pierogi pizza um, on Friday night that week, and it was uh, really, really big. But I don't think uh, I'll probably ever have pierogies that were quite that good. It was really a, yeah. a fun time. Yeah, I remember um, they would, because they always on pizza night, there's always like some kind of pizza that has some kind of leftovers. And the campers would always go to the kitchen and try to talk to Carolina and say like, please make a pierogi pizza. And then I think Carolina probably pulled me aside on like Friday morning and said, we're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) It was so exciting. Yeah. And that was the other, uh, you know, it's certainly Ben's reaction to the pierogi pizza is like, oh yeah. Yeah. That was uh, quite a week. And and the food is always just great. And, uh, you know, my wife has talked about this too. And I think it's, Partly that, you know, you're just so hungry at the end of the day that, of course, it's going to be great. But, you know, there, there's just something about, uh, you know, having uh, having camp dinner in that environment that, you know, is really, uh, really satisfying. So, those, you know, the dinners were awesome. Yeah. And the camp, the camp, out, the uh, cookout dinners were great, too. Mm-hmm. You know, lugging that big frying pan around and you know, figuring yeah. out how to, how to get <laughs> that done. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. So as someone who, so you went to Wanaki as you were, you and me camper um, with me. And then, but that was like really your first like Wanaki experience and your first camping experience. And so I guess, what would you say to, to someone who maybe didn't have a camping experience, who's looking to get involved in Wanaki now? What, what do you think? What would you say to that person? Yeah, I would uh, just say uh, go for it. If if somebody asks you to do something, don't you know? Don't overthink it and think, well, you know, it's not something I've done. So you know, what? How how can I contribute? Just go for it because you're just going to find that uh, you know it's it means more to you in in ways you you never expected it would. You know, for me, um, you know, part of the uh, part of the real joy I had in in uh, doing the um, the volunteer directing was just that, you know, both of my daughters were on staff at the time and just to watch them, um, you know, do what they do and, you know, see how naturally it all becomes. And it's just, you know, part of that, uh, um, community. I, I remember, uh, one morning I was, uh, drinking coffee in front of the uh, rec hall and, and, uh, couple girls came down, uh, you know, past the farmhouse and they had space buns on us. Oh, I recognize those campers there in Shannon's camp. And then, you know, a couple more. And then, you know, of course, then along comes Shannon with her space buns too. And I just thought that was, you know, that was the greatest thing. You know, this is a, you know, we're all busy and, you know, we're on a schedule and we got to get down to the meal. But, you know, the, you know, somebody wanted space buns. So everybody ended up with space buns and it was just, uh, you know, yeah. really kind of a neat thing to 
to watch walk by. But. And if you're um, if you don't know what space buns are, um, it is um, like two two buns on the side of your head, which was a thing that I think Holly brought that she said we're gonna we're gonna do space bun Friday, and every yeah. Friday a bunch of us would do space buns, and yeah. It's definitely it's when the you have Princess Leia hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love when you have like a second and third grade sight, and like you do your hair. Like if I'm like braiding my hair in the morning, then everyone, will you braid my hair? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. So, um, I think you've shared some great lessons from um, from your time volunteering, but. Um, We'd like to end by asking what's one lesson that you learned at camp? Well, I, I think kind of what I was just saying before that, um, you know, just go for it. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, for me, I just, so many things when I was asked first to go to camp, um, yeah, I was a little um, unsure of, you know, what it would end up being like. And then, you know, also volunteering, um, you know, I, I'm on the board and, you know, everything that, you know, people have ever asked me to do that had anything to do with Wanaki has just turned out to be, uh, you know, a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be uh, going in. Um, so, you know, if you're hesitant to go to camp or to, to volunteer, you know, by all means, just just go ahead and do it. And, you know, you're going to be surprised how, you know, quickly things come to you um, and, uh, you know, how 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 big it'll end up being for you. Um, so that was really my lesson, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you for everything that you do for camp on the board and, and all your years volunteering. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, that was really fun hearing from each of our dads and kind of hearing their different connections with Wanaki, uh, obviously starting with with my dad coming as a as a camper back in fourth grade in the 60s, it would have been, and thinking about how Kevin's first time at Wanaki was also, or first time at camp, if I remember correctly, was with, with you, Shannon. I just think it's so special that our our families have had different connections with Wanaki, but become involved in and become involved at different points in their lives. And I think it's it's really it's really special to me to be able to share camp with my dad in a different way now. And you know, we're both volunteer together and that kind of thing. And it's something that I find really great. And I think it's really cool, Shannon, that you're going through that with your dad as well. Um, and yeah, so I, I've just really enjoyed hearing the stories that they have shared with us. Yeah, I. I think it's so special that we all have um, different relationships with camp in our own way and how that it's special that our families are also involved with that and then we get to connect with um, our dads on you know they understand what camp is like and I think that is a really um, special connection that I've had uh, with my dad over the years and just the fact that Wanaki is so intergenerational I think it kind of ties back to those themes we talked about in season two of people growing up at camp and coming back for the rest of their lives. And um, that is something that I love about Wanaki. And so it's awesome that we've gotten to talk to our dads about that and, and hear their stories that they remember. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I thought that it was really cool in this episode to hear how like how different our dad's stories of involvement with Wanaki were, but like but the lessons that you learn from camp are so universal and like these themes of things that I learned from camp um, also apply to like my dad who didn't come to camp until he was an adult and to um, 
and to your dads too. And I just thought that that was was a really cool thing to hear as like kind of a through line through their their stories. We want to thank you for joining us today for this bonus episode. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. In the meantime, you can follow us on our social media at WannaCanH, or you can visit our website, wannaKey.org. Grace and peace. <laughs>